Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast, episode 238. Uh, we are back to a normal episode of the Uticast, a full, uh, completed episode uh, featuring this week's guest, Morgan Malnicki. You may know her from Cruise. You may know her from Community Foundation. She's been uh, part of a lot of stuff here around Utica. We're happy to finally have her on. Uh, also this week, uh, Heather and Kevin are back on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the Academy Awards. We're going to talk about Megxit going on in uh, in Britain. Is that what they're calling it now? Megxit. It's kind of cute. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Fond Farewell from the DNC. Uh, we have some history from 1986. Talk about Jeopardy, uh, the 17-year-old astronomer. All of this and so much more, folks. As usual, we are happy to have you here. Oh, yes. to see it. Mm. Uh, we are back, <laughs> folks. Episode 238. Uh, joining me, and I'm so happy to say it, joining me again this week, Heather Waz. Heather, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Thank you. And of course, Kevin is here. This is Heather? Yeah, this is Heather. It's been a while, oh so I wasn't sure. It's literally been like two weeks. I don't know. I think I wasn't here like last time you were yeah, here. you were here. I was just in the early segment. Oh, hey, I'm you so got sorry. Stuck in. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Welcome back, folks. It's uh, episode 238. Uh, joining us this week, Morgan Melnicki of uh, Uticruz and the Community Foundation. Had a nice conversation with her about her new business venture mm-hmm. and the work she's been doing mm-hmm. with Community Foundation. Had a lot of fun. So thanks mm-hmm. to her for coming in. Uh, I gave her a lot of credit. I was saying uh, she came right from the gym beforehand. I was like, I would not That's have nice. the, the tenacity to like go to the gym and then immediately go do something I feel like else. I need layoff period in between everything I do. <laughs> like, I need like a yeah, half like an a hour good. in between. I can look one to the other. Give me some time uh, to <laughs> gather my thoughts and reset my social oh, battery, yeah. so to speak. Well, I got home today from work and you saw me. Like I was like, how long do I have for people coming in? I have a half an hour to like, sit down. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel right before I come here. I like need to go home and unwind before I come here. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry we stressed you out so much. Oh, my God, you don't. I need to unwind. <laughs> so, uh... Like this story. Uh, I guess we should do a little, uh, a little house cleaning stuff. Speaking of which, the house is it's really amazing. clean. Heather, it looks great in here, doesn't it? it? I know. Kevin and I did a... How, we threw out a lot of junk in... Uh, yeah, kind of. We, th- I mean, I feel like we, we found places for a lot of things, too. That's true. I'd More col- than anything. Mm-hmm. I had collected a ton of Tupperware, and Angela was really... You know, the Tupperware, you should have seen how much Tupperware we parted ways <laughs> oh with, and God. we still have 70 pieces. You have a lot of coffee it. mugs, too. I've never uh, seen anything like it. The coffee mug thing is almost like a collectible thing for me. I like coffee well, mugs. Coffee mugs also become tough, because I was just telling Heather before we went on the air and you were finishing up the interview, um, coffee mugs become a thing that people gift to you a lot. And I always like getting a nice yes. coffee mug. I always appreciate a new mug. But they just, they collect. Because a lot of people give yeah. you mugs, you know what I mean? And we go through so much coffee here between mm-hmm. people on the show and Justin visitors, and I, visitors. people that come through, miscellaneous people on the Made in Utica team. That I'll notice, we'll get like to the end of the week and the, the cupboard full of coffee shovels, uh, coffee cups is empty. And I'm like, where? Do-? And then you look at the sink and it's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh my I god, cry. there's 90. I would like to see, uh, I think a New Year's, I'm going to, instead of having my own New Year's resolution, I'm going to give a New Year's resolution oh, to others. Wow. <laughs> when you come to this place and you want coffee... Double check to make sure that there isn't a freshly washed coffee cup in the drying rack. Yes. 
Or maybe just wipe out a coffee cup in the sink real quick before you just grab another one. And that goes for like uh, for glasses as well, like, yeah. like a pint glass style. Just double check. You don't have to pull it out of the cupboard. I'm sure we've got some cleaned already somewhere else. <laughs> all you're doing is putting it out of the counter, and then what are we doing? Um, so that's my New Year's resolution for all you people that come over. Well, it's Great. it's timely, because this is technically our first real podcast of 2020. True, true. Solo cast last week. Fan cast. Yeah, yeah well, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, sure. What did you guys, how did you enjoy your New Year's? How's 2020 feeling so far for you? Uh, Warm. It's kind of warm, right? Kind of warm. Oh, bro, it was like 65 degrees out this weekend. I feel like we're always going to pay for it. Whenever it's like warm and comfortable this late in the year, it's like... We're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it for sure. In 20, 30 years down the road. I haven't been able to go skiing. All the snow melted. It's true. They say Buffalo's in New Florida. Get out of here. Get out of here, Justin. Trying to get no, I got a good friend of mine who just spent, like, he just took on a whole new monthly payment for a new snowmobile, and he's yeah, mad as hell. I'm sure he is. My sister and her fiancé went on a trip. He's a big ice fisher. They love ice mm-hmm. fishing. They love outdoor stuff, outdoor sports. <laughs> they had a big trip up to Lake Placid for his birthday this weekend. Everything they planned, they're like, well, there's open water where there used to be ice. So, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, We're sitting on, like, thousands of dollars of gear. Like right. Backcountry skis, our regular skis, season passes. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't use any of it right now. Really. Uh, so no hike, no like no hiking, no, no skiing last. I mean, week. you can hike. You can hike, but that's not what I want to do. What did you do this weekend then? If you couldn't go skiing, I actually just hung out at home and cleaned. How was that? Terrible. <laughs> so terrible. That sounds home. great to me. I love oh, that. Oh, great if you don't have a kid. <laughs> um. So again, first pot of 2020. Uh, but so last week, of course, was the. So the tribute podcast I did with my uh, my grandfather Carmen. I have a retraction I have to publish by this. I did some research afterwards. I thought the interview was from a time considerably longer ago than it really was. I heard you say that yeah. when you were talking. I was like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? That's from like two years ago. Yeah, it is from two years. It's my bad. I listened back to the interview. And I was like, and in the interview, I mentioned that I was like thirty one or turning thirty one. So I was like, oh, wait, so I'm totally wrong. So I guess I just missed... There was a particular moment that I remember sitting down with my grandfather after that. Yeah, yeah. I just guess that must have been a different time. Like, I, I don't know why I conflated okay. the two in my no, head. No, because I, re- I remember hearing you say because I listened to you do the podcast last week, and I remember hearing you, and I was like, well, maybe I misunderstood, <laughs> but I'm positive this is not yeah. a 10-year-old interview. Yeah, a couple people uh, corrected me on that, particularly yeah, my yeah. sister. So to, uh, be fair, to be fair, you were doing a lot of emotional labor yeah. last week and a lot of heavy lifting for people slacking on their jobs, so... <laughs> You know, you could be you could be frazzled. <laughs> well, well, it was um, you know, it was a tough Shut week. Shut up. Yeah, it was, it was a tough week, uh, and not because I don't get me wrong. I was very sad that my grandfather passed course, away. It's certainly, a sad thing. Uh, but we talked about it, you know, in in our private time with my grandfather. You know, for the last year, he thought I was somebody different. Like yeah. we had sort of come to terms with this coming. It doesn't make it any easier. It sounds like a callous way to say it sometimes, but I said this to you, and you knew what I meant. Yeah, he, he's been gone. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's been gone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, so you sort of, when with something like that, you sort of slow walk it. And so it's less emotionally, like, bam, impactful when mm-hmm. it happens, you know? And I will admit, you know, going back and listening to the tapes uh, was probably <laughs> the first time I had really had a chance to, like, sit down and think about any of the mm-hmm. stuff with him. And it was, it was actually uh, quite... Um, cathartic. Yeah, cathartic is the word I'm looking for. But also it was a nice cap because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all this. He's still a pretty funny guy. I forget yeah, how yeah. funny he is. Uh, and I thought it was really impressive. He was in Brook. He was in the Bronx last year when he was ninety-seven. He went to visit my cousins down there, like walking around the Bronx, doing that. stuff with them. Oh yeah, it's pretty wild that it, you know, that it For wasn't sure. that long ago. Mm-hmm. For still, sure, you know, even till the end, still pretty spry. He always had the yeah, yeah. the movement. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. And I guess I guess I should say, and I'll be earnest for a moment here, which is very unlike me. 
Um, I really do appreciate all the people who reached out last week and said really nice things about, you know, what a nice thing it was to have this, this, these tapes and interview, especially like, uh, a lot of my family. I went to the mm-hmm. funeral that day and a lot of like family members who I'm sure have never listened to an episode of this show in their lives, don't even know what a podcast is. We're like, this was so nice. You had this thing. Uh, I did get one family member who's like, you have a really nice voice for this. You should do something like this all the time. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. I'll, I'll. You didn't hear me at the beginning say episode 956. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, There's something doing. nice about hearing someone's voice after yeah, a little absolutely. longer. There's yeah. something very warm and comforting about oh, hearing Oh yeah, that. definitely. Well, especially, so especially when you beautiful. don't know it exists. Like mm-hmm. for all them to be like, oh, you know, we're sad. We'll never hear from them again. Be like, oh damn, yes we so will. So how comes this podcast? You know what I mean? So, like, yes we yeah. will. There it is. You yeah. know? And I felt sort of, well, I felt, it's funny too because you say it because I felt sort of bad about it because I was like, oh. I've been sitting on this interview for two years and nobody knows it exists. I've never told anyone really about it. Like, I knew, you had told me about it. You had told me that you did an interview and you're like, yeah, I'm sitting on it. I don't know when I'll use it. Maybe some week when I don't have a guest. And in my head, I knew right then. I'm like, it's going to be when he goes. Yeah. yeah, and whether consciously or subconsciously you meant it to be that way, I knew that that's what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny to go back. It is interesting though when you listen to an interview from that far, that far gone, because I did not remember any of the stuff you talked about <laughs> until yeah. I went back and listened to it. So it was kind of like a nice little like, oh, yeah. it's, that's pretty it's good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I always forget that he was like a poetry guy. I was <laughs> he talks about that mm. at the end of the pod how he wrote poetry for my grandmother. Uh, all right. So we'll move on from that again. Thank you, folks, for everyone who reached out. Really nice words from everybody. And if I didn't get back to you about it, it was a really hectic week. I didn't get back to a lot of people it's on a really lot hard. of things. It's really hard. Well, the other one was not too many days afterwards. Like three days after that all happened, it was my 34th birthday. So <laughs> True. I'm like sending condolence and happy birthday <laughs> yeah. and how are you and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff to you. <laughs> I had never been... <laughs> less impressed that it was my birthday in my entire life and I'm not even a big birthday guy anyway but I had sort of forgotten my birthday was coming until uh, GFOP Aaron Higgins like what do you want to do for your birthday I was like wait what when's my birthday (laughs) oh I don't know sleep have have 10 minutes to myself Uh, so yeah 34 years old feeling feeling it Feeling strong. No, you should feel nothing but strong everything else is unacceptable 38's great I'm 38 well can I tell you what my biggest issue with 34 is Sure. I liked the symmetry of 33. Yeah. Well. Like the, 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 the double number. I don't know why. Weird stuff like that kind of bothers me. Uh, and I guess one more thing I should probably bring up before we get into the show proper. I do have some stuff here. Uh, so last week, on yeah. top of everything else that happened, on top of my grandfather, on top of my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, I started my new job, student teaching. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working in a classroom with kids every single day. Uh, let me tell you. Surprised by how much work it is. My goodness, the amount of like I was really excited for the like, oh man, I have no more classes, no more grad school classes, I gotta write no more papers. I am doing considerably more work now than I've ever done before with any of these kids. Uh the reason I bring that up is I am sort of coming to terms with the idea that these shows are gonna start being a tad bit shorter. I'm having a hard time committing to like these hours. Are you sure 40- we can? Make it shorter? <laughs> I'm going to try. I, 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 that In what capacity? Like, you'll have less time to talk to the microphone, or you'll have less time to write down the notes I'm gonna before have the show? less time to write um, down notes. Oh, that can be outsourced. Me and Heather are going to start bringing our <laughs> notes. Uh, Literally, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's a good Folks, idea. you ready for good content? Me like... and Heather are bringing all the best. History lessons? <laughs> cut them. Yep, <laughs> well, actually, i got to give Andrew... Actually, as a history teacher, that's the one thing I was going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, well, I was going to say, I didn't have time to do history lessons this week, but yeah. thankfully for you guys, oh. my mom... Angela gave me a history lesson gift that I will show oh, for you guys. Wow. So she did the history lessons Thanks. this week. 
So thanks to Angela. That's nice. I bet you, you'll like him better than normal. They're actually pretty interesting. Um, I can't say anything. Angela's built up a lot of goodwill and credit with me, so we'll let her off the hook <laughs> for this. Um, I don't. We don't have to talk about this too much, Kev. Are we? Are we gloating about the Astros being cheaters right now? <laughs> are we? Are we gloating as the Yankees Astros, fans? Um, for folks who don't know, uh, the Houston Astros, the most recent World Series champions, uh, just got uh, not the hit, most recent, but well, the second one, two years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, were hit today with a cheating scandal. They've been stealing signs. They've been under. They've been under the scandal in the investigation, but the punishment came down today. Yeah, I mean, we're laughing. We know. <laughs> we know. It's nice to be. Wait, what's going on? So uh, the Go manager. Quick. Yeah, the manager of the uh, the Houston Astros and the general manager were both uh, suspended for a year today. Uh, based on allegations that have been going on that the Astros have been stealing they're signs, stealing signs <laughs> that with like video cameras. What, uh, what do you what do you think stealing signs means? I don't know what that means. Like, is so, that like they're like so um, they're they're basically like they're, no. They're, they're so they're cheating and figuring out what pitch is going to be thrown. Okay, yeah. They're reading so the signs with video and then relaying it. So they would do something. They'd be like in the dugout and tap a trash can twice so the guys that go fastballs coming. I'm not going to well, swing or like vice versa. That. Well, a lot of people will say in baseball, a lot of these people will defend it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? That's sort of the that's sort of the the other Losers. side of this. <laughs> uh, but what happened? It was really interesting how quickly this all happened today, and we won't get too far. Here's into my it. take. I'll, I'll give you my take. Do your thing. No, no go ahead. well, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was because my take is just like I'm not. In order to get all the way into it, we'd have to get all the way into it. Mm-hmm. So my take is just um, all I will say about it is that it is just another day where it's great to be a Yankees fan. <laughs> It's just, it's great to be a fan of the New York Yankees. Pride, power, pinstripes, baby. That's all I'm saying. Well, the Dodgers fans are feeling pretty powerful today, too. But let me ask you this, because you brought this up. I had said earlier, I was like, you know, I don't want to gloat too much about this, uh, because you never know when the other shoe's going to drop, and you find out everyone's been cheating. But you had a really great point. If the Yankees had been stealing signs, maybe we wouldn't be striking out. Anybody anybody who watched Yankees games the last two or three years and watched them (laughs) hack after hack at, like, fastballs blown away way outside the strike zone knows that they did not know what pitch was coming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you've watched any of the terrible strikeouts they've had in the last two or three years... Those gentlemen did not know which pitch to expect. No, no, they did <coughs> not. So, uh, so there you go. That's uh, there's another your cheating. Another day that it's going to be a Yankees fan. No, it's like the most day. interesting sports story ever. Pitchers and catchers report in a couple weeks. There's a lot to read about it. If you want to like, read an article, there's some yeah. interesting stuff going on. Looks like more stuff is coming How'd down. How they know it was happening? They just they've been investigating oh. it. For like a while. one player came out and kind of said something and confirmed some suspicions, and okay. they're like, "We got to investigate this." So I'm really they, curious about that. Then they did an investigation. So they interviewed like players and coaches mm-hmm. and locker room people and everything. So yeah. What I really think is interesting about the story, maybe we'll talk more about it next week, is how quickly the story progressed. Like this morning when I read it, it was these this manager and this GM got fined for a year and they lost some draft picks and they got um, fined five million dollars. Right? They got a year long ban. And then within, like, hours, it's like, oh, no, never mind. Both these guys got fired. Well, because right? the team's like, yeah, we're just going to fire them. Yeah. yeah. Major League Baseball gave them a one-year suspension ban, but then the team was like, well, we don't want them. We're just mm-hmm. get rid uh, of them. So, and then also, I've heard rumors that there's more of these uh, these cheaters who are going to get called out over the next few weeks, and it might be even worse. From so teams, Might be. Or, uh, from one other team specifically. Yeah, one other devious. And if you have to think, what, what team in all of Major League Baseball is more of a wretched uh, hive of scum and villainy than the Houston Astros? You would have to look at your friends in Boston. Yeah, it's true. And boy, as a Yankees fan, you would hate to see some bad stuff happen to anybody out in Boston. And you know what? If any guys on our team cheated, then then let's investigate them too. And let's oh, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people keep saying, so show me the proof. Do your investigation. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's get into uh, this. Also, just dropped this morning. Not quite as uh, pressing. The 2020 Academy Award nominations are out today. Oh, so you must be like sprung. Well, but you love the Oscars. I do like the Oscars. <laughs> of all the. 
of all the award shows, I'd probably like the Oscars the most, even though it's the most boring of all the shows. We always, I always prefer to watch a music award because there's going to be performances mm-hmm. somewhere along the way, right? We never watch those ones. Yeah. Huh? We never watch those ones. Yeah, I always forget they're on more often than not. What was the one that was just on? Well, that oh, was the Golden Globes. Globes. I actually like that one. Well, the Golden Globes got its own controversy with Ricky Gervais. We weren't fantastic. here last the week. The non-controversy is what that is. Yeah, the non-controversy. Yeah. I thought he was... I, I thought, thought he was yes, This week's non-controversy controversy corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you. We even watched that one live kind of accidentally. We, I saw the... She's been over five years. Yeah, did I like that I chuckled the talk, yeah, right? Did you know in the moment when you were watching it it was going to be a talking point the next day? Of course. Yeah. Those articles were written before he <laughs> went up there. The same the same hand-wringing, all the same hand-wringing pearl clutchers, you know, the... The, like the AV Club Network and all those different mm-hmm. people, all the same, the, the usual suspects of the hand-wringing and pearl-clutching and the hashtag capital D discourse mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, so I thought Ricky had some good points on here when he defended himself. He said, one, I'm simply pointing out whether something is, le- uh, simply pointing out whether something is left-wing or right-wing isn't winning an argument. Uh, number two, if a joke is good enough, it can be enjoyed by anyone. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's not all about you. <laughs> and number four, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. So that was his response to a lot of this stuff. Uh, well, number five, like, you know who I am. It was his fifth year in a row doing this. Mm-hmm. Fifth year, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always knew there were morons in the world that take jokes seriously, but I'm surprised that so many journalists do. So yeah, that was my favorite one that he yeah. said. Yeah, <laughs> spot on. Now, let me ask you this question. He said multiple times during that uh, that event that he, this is it. This is my last mm-hmm. year. I'm not doing this anymore. Sure. After all this controversy, would you bring him back? They already hired new hosts. Oh, yeah, it's going to be Polar and Tina Fey. Oh, Tina Fey and Amy Polar, yeah. Mm. They're just fine. They no, don't... it's been five years. Yeah. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Get somebody else. I mean, because all the articles I read about it, the, the few that I did that were saying basically like, yeah, buddy, we get it. You do this every year. Like, it's just kind of tired and old. So, yeah, mm-hmm. get some new blood in there. Uh, so, yeah, Golden Globes. Let's. Uh, it's always interesting that Golden Globes is so quickly right before the Academy Award mm-hmm. nominations, but sure. that's just the way it turns out. So, here are the uh, here's some of the highlights from the Academy Award nominations. Todd Phillips' movie The Joker is actually leading with the most nominations, 11 nominations, mm-hmm. more than uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and uh, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Uh, these are the eight movies that are up for Academy Awards, okay? And you guys can just shout out if you Best Picture, see. Best mean? Picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just four awards. Yeah. Uh, best Picture, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Anyone see it? No. I'm not interested in that. Seems like the ultimate dad movie. Yeah. I'd like to see it eventually. I just wasn't... On Netflix. How about The Irishman? Did you watch it? I'm still working. Still not watching. I watched The Politician instead. <laughs> she watched The Irishman when she was working on our Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, we'll talk about that. We can talk about that now. <laughs> uh, Jojo Rabbit got nominated, which, uh, much like 1917, which also got nominated, <coughs> the more and more it gets nominated, this is actually one of those scenarios where the more and more it gets nominated for stuff, the more I actually am interested in a movie that I was sort of like, eh, okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm interested in it. It, it looked cool. I like yeah. World War One. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joker is nominated. Saw so, uh, it. Did you like it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, I did. Mm. I think that some of the criticisms of it are valid, and some of them are just like weird, dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. But it, at the very least, for the world, they, the visual world they create, and the performance performances plural, but specifically by Joaquin Phoenix, you know, deserves some recognition. Mm-hmm. Whether I think I don't think it was the best movie I saw, I think I would pick both The Irishman and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood over it for me personally. Yeah. But it, I, I can see where it gets the nomination, especially because for a long time they've been looking for a reason to recognize a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Here's one where they finally feel comfortable. That's not yeah. like. 
fully just a theme park ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's a Black Panther and this. There's only really two recently that, you know. uh, And this seems like it has a little more gravitas for awards than even Black Panther did. Like, Black Panther was a cool movie by a cool, interesting director with, like, interesting acting and really great decisions. But this movie has a lot, from whatever, it's a lot more, like, artistic in the way that the Academy would like it. It has that sort of... A little more filmy. Film, yeah, yeah. And, like, the stuff they say about, you know, the Scorsese knockoff points they make are are well-heard and well-received because they're not wrong about a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? How many people are ripping off Scorsese these days? Also true. You know what I mean? Also (laughs) true. Uh, Marriage Story, Little Women, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I... Was probably the best movie I saw all year. Really? I would say I, want to see that. I haven't yet. That was excellent. Actually, I will probably watch Marriage Story maybe at some point. I don't, I don't like Adam Driver that much, so that'll put me off of it a little bit. I like him. He's alright. Um, yeah, he's all right, yeah. but like something, I genuinely don't like to look at his face. Um, I, <laughs> and I know that sounds silly, but like I genuinely his face makes so me uncomfortable. Weird. I also I wasn't super interested in Little Women only because they remake it like every I five want, years. I like the but movie. then I heard um, some movie critics who I respect, a quote, whose opinions I'm normally in line with on a podcast talk about how no actually it was like really good and really? she did something really interesting mm. and I know Greta Gerwig does great work so I'm actually a little more mm. interested to watch and maybe that will become mm. the definitive version to make me care for the story more than like this dusty old book that I read when I was like 10 you know what I mean a uh, couple other things of merit that I thought were interesting uh, for lead actor uh, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Adam Driver for Marriage Story Joaquin Phoenix for Joker uh, and there was one more. It was Jonathan Price for the two popes. The only interesting mm. thing is the guy who won the Golden Globe for Best Actor for Rocket Man didn't get nominated at all. He got sort of left out. Mm. Uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah. Uh, the other interesting thing on here, uh, Scarlett Johansson is only the eleventh actor slash actress of all time to be nominated for both lead actress and supporting actress for two different films. Mm. She's nominated for lead actress in Marriage Story. And for Best Supporting Actress in Jojo Rabbit, which is kind of cool. Shout out to her. Although, if you go based on the history, I did some research on this, no one's ever won both in the same year. So you'd imagine maybe she wins one? Mm -hmm. I don't know if she has. I hope she wins one. I do. I like her quite a bit too. I would have to see what the rest of the category looks like. Oh, for for women? For leading actress? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, Cynthia Erivo for a movie called Harriet, which I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, yep. mm. Charlize Theron for Bombshell, mm. and Renee Zellweger who won for that movie Judy. I, th- I feel like year? she'll win that. I feel like Bombshell came out a long time ago. What was the last one you said? Uh, Judy, uh, uh, Renee Zellweger. She won like the Golden Globe. I feel like she's going to be the one that would win that. People like when you pretend you're somebody else, which means Bombshell and uh, and Judy have a little mm-hmm. edge there. You're playing a real person, right? They love oh, that. Oh, Bombshell was the, the Megyn Kelly movie. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and then supporting actor Tom Hanks. Oh, sorry, Tom Hanks up there for supporting actor. This is a stacked supporting actor. I just want to talk about this for a second. Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins for the Two Popes. Wow. Al Pacino for The Irishman. Joe Pesci for The Irishman. Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's I'll a, go for any of them. That's, that's a pretty, that's that's a is, that's a pretty wild category. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't seen every movie in those categories, so I can't I can't necessarily speak to what Anthony Hopkins did or what the Tom Hanks one there. I didn't see Tom Hanks either. Um, but man, out of Pesci, Pitt, and Pacino. My. Nobody's performance thrilled me more this year in that group than Joe Pesci, but I don't know how much that was just me being stoked to see Joe Pesci. Yeah, right. I'm thinking about this like a sports MVP type thing. My concern is that Pesci and Pacino, Pacino cancel each other they're out. Gonna split mm-hmm. the vote. This feels like Brad Pitt. This feels like Pitt to me. It's definitely it could not be. Tom Hanks. I it feel like he's be. like the same character for everything. I see him as the same. Um, I've you know I mean I'm not saying Tom Hanks gets nominated all yeah. the time, even for stuff that people don't 
like love him in. Mm-hmm. So and he's got a lot of awards. I don't think he needs this. One. He just won that lifetime achievement mm-hmm. award. I will say at the Golden Globes, I really enjoyed his whole speech at the lifetime sure. achievement mm-hmm. award. I always enjoy his shtick. Well, I appreciated that he talked about his like family. film in a way that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Excellent shtick. Yeah. So there you go. That's some of the stuff. Oh, and then director Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, and uh, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite, which we haven't talked about. That's the movie. Of all these things that I'm the most curious about is Parasite. I really, really want to see that. Yeah, I'm interested to see Parasite. Uh, it's about like a family who it's started... It's a Korean movie. Yeah, it's a Korean okay. movie. It's in Korean, um, subtitles the whole nine yards. Okay. Um, but it's about basically like these, it's like two families. One is a very rich family, one is like a very poor family. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, it's like, I think maybe the poor family is like servants to them or something. Yes, okay. they work for them. Their houses. Yeah. But are like slowly trying to like usurp their lives and like take their lives and stuff and like become um, them. I want to see that. And apparently, it's like a family drama that yeah. turns into like a psychological thriller at the end. And people are saying it's, it's getting rave reviews and it's excellent. Hmm. And I'm sure it's very good. But also sometimes I'm a little bit leery because I feel like some of the uh, the blogarazzi out there are a little hmm. bit too quick to be like, oh well, I totally this foreign film moved me way better than an American film would. And sometimes it's a little bit people being like, oh, look at me, I know this foreign movie. Mm -hmm. Because I've been let down in that, you know, perspective before, but I'm very interested to see it, especially because it's towards my preferred, like, genre leanings. You know what I mean? A couple people who didn't get nominated, uh, Aquafina won a Golden Globe for Best Actress for that movie she was in, didn't get nominated as well for her movie The Farewell. I didn't see it, so I can't see it. Didn't see it. Uh, Beyonce's song did not get nominated, so all the Beyonce fans are very angry. surprised. And we said Taron Edgerton, uh, Kind of, that was the most surprising to me. Again, we talked about like they like to do people. A... People were also surprised. Well, I heard yeah, but I heard that the uh, the Elton John movie wasn't that good. Yeah, but um, I also heard Bohemian <coughs> Rhapsody wasn't very good from what people said. I but I heard like in a different level that like yeah. the Elton John mm. movie really wasn't close to what Bohemian people use Bohemian Rhapsody as the measuring stick. Like this Elton John movie is no Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I was people were a bit surprised to not see De Niro. For Irishman. Uh, I don't think they were wrong in not nominating him, because I think De Niro yeah, was a lot of... the weakest part of that movie. Not, I, I won't call it the weakest part of that movie, but I'll call it... He was kind of the straight man. He was like the passive mm-hmm. observer. He was the slate upon which other guys got to really act out. He was kind of the middleman, mm-hmm. um, the substitute for the audience in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so that role didn't empower him to do a ton of acting. A lot of it was like reacting, you know what I mean? So yeah. he was kind of in the background... It wasn't really a powerhouse performance for him, but I thought maybe he'd get, uh, oh, well, shit, it's Robert De Niro. I think he just got, like, a... He got a bit of a meteor... Those other guys got meteor stuff to bite into. Like, you know, Pesci and Pacino had better roles in terms of stuff that they could really... He was a lot more of a quiet straight man. Sort of sink He didn't say a ton of stuff, yeah. you know? Mm. Uh, a couple of things we were going to talk about this week. Uh, do we care to talk about Prince, he- uh, Prince Harry and no. Meghan Markle leaving They're doing the... doing their thing. Shout out to them. Good for them. <laughs> the I Megxit. think that's pretty much all you have to say. <laughs> well, yeah, good... Good for them. Anybody who's mad at them is a fool. No, the the, the best take them. the best take I heard about this was you know as we get farther and farther into the you know, this the modern age modern age the idea of like the royal family is more and more relevant preposterous every yeah. year and yet people are really fascinated by this. It is an interesting story. Same I, reason people are fascinated by the Kardashians and all other shit. It's all the same. It's like reality TV. It's mm. the celebrity culture type thing. Mm. Uh, and then uh, we I find it tough to be mad at people who came out and said, "Yeah, we don't want to live off public money." And they just want to live their own life. Well, yeah, that part of it, but like also the fact that like, we don't want our life to be supplemented by public funds. Yeah, like the royal family lives a super rich and lavish life off money, off mm. the public's money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not really any different than you know, you know it, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, with I know. I'm with it. Without saying too much, I'm with it. And uh, and last but not least, uh, we haven't done this in a while. I checked in with the old DNC there. Uh, fond farewell today to Cory Booker, who has dropped out of the presidential race oh officially God. as of this morning. So the numbers are going down. Tom Steyer is still in there somehow, but Cory Booker out. Uh, we will not. That's not the end. I think for Cory Booker, he's going to end up maybe VP not or something. I mean, else. he's a senator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's he's in the, the Senate. So we're down one more. We can start. We can start cashing down a little bit more. Sure. Uh, all right. So let's get into uh, this week's interview with Morgan Melnick. We had a really nice time uh, chatting about Community Foundation, about Unicruz, uh, about our time in Sequoia College stuff. All the way, all that, all the good stuff. Let's get to the interview. We'll be back in just a moment. when they come in here. So you're not the only person who's ever been like, I don't my know. my first podcast. Your first podcast. That's, you know what? I have found out over the last few years, this is like our, almost our fifth year of doing this show. A lot of people, this is their first podcast. What's my number? This is episode 238. And I can't do the math in my head quickly because I'm not a math guy, but it's one episode per week, right. every week. We've never missed anything. So uh, it's been 238 straight weeks. So I think it we're almost, we'll be at five years... End of May, early June, right around the time I get out of grad school. Humble brag for me. Um, Morgan, I appreciate... Uh, this is something that happens once in a while on the show, and I always respect people who do it. You came here right from the gym. I respect the dedication to do it. Are you like an everyday... You do every day to the gym? Um, I can't I commit try. to it. I try. <laughs> I can't commit to but it. But I'm going out to dinner, so I was like, okay, if I don't do it before... If I don't do it before dinner, uh, I will not do it. What are you doing dinner? dinner? I go to sushi on Monday nights with oh. all my girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, dang. Uh-huh. Look at you guys. I love sushi, by the way. It's I, I, so good. Uh, what time do you have to be there? I don't want to hold you up. Um, I'm going at 6.15. Oh, perfect, here? perfect. Yeah. We're in perfect timing here. Yeah. Uh, so I want to thank you, Morgan, for coming on the show. And, of course, uh, you may have seen the title already. This is Morgan Melnicki. Did I screw your last name up? Nope, you got it. Awesome. Uh, and today we're here to talk a little bit about the Unicruz uh, project you've been doing, your new mm-hmm. apparel line. Uh, you. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, community finishing because I have a few questions to ask you. And I've had some folks from Community Foundation on the past uh, okay. on the show in the past. Uh, but I want to start off with a couple things that I thought were interesting. Last year, was it, that we were at an award ceremony together? Did yeah. you you won one of these Genesis Awards yes. last year as well? 40 under 40. 40 under 40. Well, my birthday just came up. I'm getting real close to that, <laughs> that 40 time. I'm, I, re- I'm not close, but I'll take it. <laughs> it was nice, though. I had a really, it was nice to, to, that was really, and we'd met each other in the past before, right. but it was probably the first time I ever really like sat down and talked to you mm-hmm. uh, or our mutual friend, Andrew Dominio, who's also been on the pod. And yeah. it was, uh, and I'm surprised I didn't have you on like right after that, so. Well. Thank I'm you sorry. For <laughs> uh, so, Morgan, I did a little bit of research uh, on you before we came in here because that is my job. Uh, so, let's start with a oh little boy. bit of background information. You can tell me uh, if if you're if I'm right or wrong. Sure. Uh, well, first off, you went to Sequoia Valley School. It looks like. Yeah. Were you born here? Yeah, I went to Sequoia. I graduated from Sequoia, and I was born in Sequoia. Oh wow! Do you? So you don't live there now, though. Nope. So I live downtown in the Doyle. 
Uh, ah, yeah. I actually had a question for that later. That's very interesting. Yep. I've lived there um, for just about a year and a half now, and I love it. It's nice to be downtown and well, that's an interesting, that's the walk question. to to go coffee and <laughs> Well, that's a nice change up. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, the idea that people, you know, uh, not to get in any downtown hospital discussions or anything, but I think that's the idea for a lot of people mm-hmm. is that to make downtown something that people want to walk around in again, right. whatever that vision looks like. Yeah, and I mean, it's not... Like, people think, like, it's scary or anything. I run the streets of downtown. Mm-hmm. I walk downtown. I've been there. Nothing How long have you been there now? Since October of last year. Have you noticed more and more people coming into the area? Have you seen more places? Yeah. yeah. So I met, I met a bunch of people living there, too. Mm-hmm. All different age, age groups. I have a toddler that lives down the hall. And he calls <laughs> me Miss Morgan. Um, where there's <laughs> doctors that live by themselves. Um, couples. But... I don't know. I love it. Um, I just felt like I had to experience it before oh, yeah. like, I moved on to the next stage of my life. So um, so i got to go back to Sequoia for just a second. Sure. Um, I'm not going to ask your age or anything, but were you uh, were you an only child or anything? No. Nope. You... I have two little sisters. I'm 26. Oh, I'm so, you're the, <laughs> so you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Um, I have a middle sister. Well, she's the middle sister, um, Haley, mm-hmm. and um, a baby sister named Abby, and she's still in college. Now I am the youngest of three siblings. I have two older sisters, and I'm the youngest. Uh, what's the what's the pressure on you being the oldest sister? Do people like do, do they expect you to have all the answers when they come to see you? Ooh, um, <laughs> if they were listening right now, they would say no. But no. um, yeah, sometimes I do, just because you're like the older s- sibling and they look up to you, um, and we're pretty similar. Obviously, we all sure. have our differences, so. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I I think pressure is on sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I always um, see that's the nice part about being the youngest is there's no pressure. By the time they got to me, they're like, yeah, you you can figure it that's out. That's how it is on my sister. <laughs> You're a little we jealous. Joke with her all the time. <laughs> she gets away with everything. <laughs> uh, so you went to Sequoia Valley School. Uh, I always talk about uh, stereotypes from high schools that we went to. I was went to Proctor mm-hmm. kids, so we always talk about like the stereotypes I would get when I'd go to parties. Right. Uh, however. This is going to laugh at me probably. My only stereotype that I ever had about Sequoia was you guys love to run cross country. Really? That's all I ever knew about Sequoia is they had an amazing cross country yeah. team and people were running all the time. I was not a cross country player. <laughs> my sister, one of my, my middle sister, Haley, she was. Um, and she loved it. But no, I played soccer. Really? I thought you were going to say that we were like hillbillies or something. Really? Like out in the no. country. It's funny you say that. My, my dad, my parents got divorced when I was a kid. My dad moved into a house in Sequoia with his new okay. wife. But... It was funny because it was like a really big, beautiful house, and he lived in like the house behind it, right? So like, it was oh, like, <laughs> it was like a weird little side house behind this big house. And I remember the first time he drove me up here, we were like driving through all the houses, and mm-hmm. I looked around, I'm like, "Wow, this is really nice." And he pulls into this huge drive, I'm like, "This is your house?" He's like, "No, no, we got to drive fast <laughs> to go to the one in the back." So I always assumed growing up that Sequoia was just tons and tons of rich houses, and I, I don't know if that's the case. No, no, there is um, there's definitely some poverty. Um. Hmm. I lived in a neighborhood growing up, like a development. So, um, and oh, it, sure. it was it was pretty nice, but um, it was it's a very small school district. I graduated with, like a little under, I think it was ninety students. Oh, yeah. So you knew everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, That's, year, I don't know about. Oh like, no, we I've yeah. talked about it many times. So I think my graduating class was somewhere in like the six hundred range. I yeah. knew maybe like ten percent of the people right. in my. Which I, to be fair, when I went to like New York and did all my stuff after that, was I was used to it. I'm like, well, I don't know anybody I see anywhere, yeah. but. Did you, did you enjoy like did you enjoy your time in school? Were you a were you a, a scholarly student, or were you more interested in like the sports and like that kind of thing? No, I mean I was a two sport athlete, so hmm. I mean I 
I got the experience, obviously, as with the sports, and then I did fine in school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, mm. total AP student or anything. Yeah. Just an average student. But, like, I don't know. Like, I got along with everyone. I wouldn't say I was, mm-hmm. like, part of any kind of crew or anything, but... That's fair. Yeah. You still have, like, friends and people you hold on to from that era? Yeah, just, yeah. so I had a couple different friend groups when I was sure. in high school, and I still am... am touch with one group of girls that mm-hmm. we get together every couple weeks nice. and we're at all different stages of our lives but it's really um it's fun because we're all still so close well i think I, i've talked about this a lot on the i think even last week on the weird podcast we did um my, because like my sisters are older than me mm-hmm. and they were gone and they're outside the house by the time i was in high school right and my parents were divorced it was just me and my mom so over the years i've really friendships and like close friendships have been really important to me because I was sort of kind of on my own when my mom right. was working like you know, two jobs. so I've always held that sort of relationship really close in a way that some people don't understand mm-hmm. why I'm still so like surrounded by people all the time like you're in a very strange situation where you're here at the studio and there's not 15 people or 10 people just hanging out somewhere. In I, was, the I, I seriously thought all the Made in Utica crew would be here. That's why. Right. Um, give it about 15 minutes. You might be... I'll show up. <laughs> uh, so I, gotta, I, I can't let this go by because people on the show, I've talked about it all the time. I'm a big time nerd for soccer. I watch soccer. I wake up every morning and I watch, uh, every weekend to watch soccer, like English Premier mm-hmm. League soccer. What was your position? What did you play? Uh, well, um, I wasn't the best player. <laughs> I was never the best player anyway. Um, when I did play, I would play forward. Um, but we did make it to States. Um, hmm. my friends were way better than me. Did you play when you went to college at all? No, I played volleyball when I went to Herkimer. Hmm. And then I transferred to Siena, um, but I didn't play any sports at Siena. Well, you jumped the gun on two of my colleges. I was going to get to the next Sorry. stage. No, that's great. That's perfect. It's a great transition. You're good at podcasting. Um... <laughs> So, ACCC, you went there mm-hmm. uh, for travel and tourism? Yeah, so I had literally no idea what I wanted to do. That was my next question. You weren't sure, yep. even getting out of high school, you were... No idea. No. Um, but I knew, I love travel. Like, I still, to this day, I try to get on a plane, like, once every other month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I liked that, and I, was, I said to my mom, like, the worst thing that would come out of it is I could plan a trip to Europe or something for us. Sure. Um, and then from there, I switched, um, I knew that that was such a narrow market mm-hmm. that I went a little more broad when I went to Siena, mm-hmm. went for marketing. Um, um, I just have to ask you with the Herkimer College thing, because over the years, I've always been told that Herkimer, you know, has an interesting reputation. I had friends who mm-hmm. went to Herkimer, and like, it's a party school, but then I also had lots of friends over the years who went there for their radio and broadcasting department yeah. who really loved it. Did you have any, what I you... mean, I liked it. I, mm-hmm. I was a commuter, so sure. um, I didn't, I had some friends on campus, so I would say every once in a while, but I didn't live there, so... I mean, I would go to a couple parties here and there, but I don't think I had that real college experience there. By the time you went to Siena, which mm-hmm. I would imagine probably that's your, after your two years are over, yep. uh, you go into the marketing thing, you're doing the marketing process. Did you, at that point, have any idea what that marketing was going to lead you to? No. <laughs> no, no, it just seemed Dude, like... I still don't, but um, <laughs> I just needed something. And I mean, business these days, if you have a business degree, there's tons of job opportunities. Right. Um, even at my job at the Community Foundation, I don't do as much marketing side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm out in the community, so like that kind of marketing, but not really... I'm always curious, what's like the... <laughs> this is a weird question to ask. What's like the basis of a marketing? Like, what are you really learning when you go to marketing? Is it like how to sell stuff? Is it like how to? There's, I mean, there's so many different outlets. Mm-hmm. So there, we did sales classes, um, social media, um, mm-hmm. websites, graphic design. There's so many different ways you can go. See, that one's so weird to me because I remember going to NBCC where I got out of Proctor. Yep. And I took like 
computer technology, uh-huh. which at the time was just Excel, <laughs> like Microsoft Outlook. The basics. The basics. So for a social media thing, are they, they're not teaching you platforms. They're probably teaching you broad concepts. Yeah, they that, didn't, and I wish they did. Um, I know a girl that went for, like, it's called New Media. Mm, New and Media. she went yeah, to... Yeah. Syracuse? Somewhere in New York City. Oh, okay. I don't remember, but... Um, NYU, maybe. Trying to think of who has new media departments yeah, down there. Yeah, but that sounded like such a cool, such a cool um, degree, and I wish I went that path. Mm. But obviously, I don't regret it. But. I'm not. A, I'm not a great social media person over the years, as people have found out. I've kind of. I once I turned thirty, I think I lost my my. Like I go back 2012. If you go back to like my Twitter feed, like I would say 60 percent of my Twitter is from my 2012. Oh, I think I've, the last time I tweeted was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Well, Twitter, I'm not good at that. Twitter's tough now. Twitter used to be a lot more, um, and I won't get too much deeper, it used to be a lot more fun and a little more like goofy and casual. And yeah. now I feel like I'm like, ah. I just is... go on if I'm really bored. <laughs> I If it weren't for promoting the show uh, and, you know, sports stuff that I like to do on there, I, I would have gotten off of almost all the platforms already. Mm-hmm. But the problem is almost every place I go to promote the show has to have some sort of social media aspect right. now. Uh, so I just got to ask, uh, again, I don't, I want to talk more about the Uta Cruz stuff, but I, I yeah. just got to say how long between leaving Siena, uh, was it between you went from there to community foundation? Um, so it's kind of a funny story. I applied for, you know, when you're getting out of college, you apply sure. for literally everything. Oh yeah. So I did. Um, and I did apply for a position at the foundation that I knew I wasn't qualified for, but, sure. um, I actually knew of Alicia, who's my boss, um, and I walked up to her at a Comets game, and I just kind of, like, gave her my elevator pitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking for a job. You got anything for me? Um, no, she said to actually um, call her the next day mm-hmm. because she just liked my personality, I guess. Um, and I did, and I ended up interviewing for a position that I had no idea what I was interviewing for. <laughs> but I went, and it was um, her assistant. So oh, nice. she was pretty new to the foundation. Um, and so I did that for, oh, goodness, a year, and then I... Advanced mm. to my position that I'm in now. And what's your current position over there? So I'm the community investment coordinator. Community investment coordinator. Yeah. That's pretty fancy sounding. What that really means <laughs> is um, I work with nonprofits in Herkimer and Oneida counties um, to see how we can financially fund the projects that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting, and I get to really be on the community a lot, which is what I love. So, do you get people like coming to talk to you now in public, knowing that that's your position? Oh, all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I assume that Justin and Katie have hassled you in public about this too. Um, they've come. No, but they're not the only ones. Like everyone does, which is totally fine. I don't mind chatting about it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's like I'll call you on Monday because I mean, there's only so much I can do. No, it's true. I um, it's funny working in education. Weirdly, you get a lot of that as well. You're surprised. I'm always surprised by when people will stop me. I get to see my parents and kids in grocery stores all the time, and they're like, how's my kid doing? I'm like, I don't have my grades on me in front of me, but uh, send me an email. <laughs> I love the Young Scholars Program. That's one of my favorites. Uh, well, you know, not to, this is not a surprise to anybody who's listening. I'm actually, I've been gone from Young Scholars no for, well, it, it's not a bad thing. I, I love the program. I'm oh, very pleased that, that. that. No, no, uh, so I'm doing, I'm doing my student teaching, which we're talking about in the first segment. Uh, for my, I'm at the end of my master's degree. I'm have like five months left. Okay. Um, and while doing student teaching, <clears throat> those hours line up almost exactly with the hours that I would be in a young scholar's classroom. Okay. I so I, that. so I had to leave the program, oh. um, which is, was a shame because I've, I've had a great time mm-hmm. working with them and they're great folks and I have nothing but nice things to say about them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but now I'm sort of doing the, I'm interning with a particular teacher. So it is, it okay. is. It is a different world because I don't know any of these. Ki- I don't know any of the kids anymore. I got so used to knowing everyone's mm-hmm. names. Now I'm like, ah, uh, 
You, over there. What's up, kid? Um, so uh, I would tell people to go back and listen to our old interview with Alicia Dix as well. We've had her on the show, but it was so long ago. I feel like I should just... Uh, bring her just, back on. Just bring her back on yeah. at some point. In time. We can make that happen. <laughs> uh so, what would you say is the number... I, I mean, it's probably a hard question to ask, and there's probably many ways to go. What do you say is one of the best things you've learned, either working with Alicia or working through the Community Foundation that's helped you in your sort of day-to-day life? Yeah. Um, working with Alicia, she is... I mean, I not to, like, to her horn, because I oh, sure. love her. I, I yeah. Oh, she's great her people. family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's just so... She's just like such a leadership role, and she's mm. a very strong woman, strong-minded, um, and it's very powerful. Like the way she speaks, is very powerful. Mm. And just being in a room with her, um, you can just tell that she's she's ready to get it done. And <laughs> there's a confidence to her voice. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> and um, she just use she just uses um, different vocabulary that I would never use, and you mm. now I'm like starting to use it, and I'm like. <laughs> Where did I get this from? Um, it's true. But she actually. really does make me. She make pe- being with people that are smarter than you make you, makes you smarter. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and I've learned that. I mean, I I've heard this theory for many years, and I, I do not know how true it is. I've 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 taken it into heart because it makes sense to me. Uh, but it's this idea that your personality is affected by the five people right. you spend the most time with. So true. Yeah, so, so I, true. I notice it now, like, in public, if I go out, I, I have a lot of Kevinisms, I have a lot of Justinisms and yeah. Kateisms that I just, I can't help but spit up, because you're around these people so much that you yeah. can't help but pull a little bit of their characteristic right. into your own. Right, no, she, I don't, we're with each other a lot. Um, mm. I also work part-time for the Comets, and she volunteers for the Comets. Mm. So we spend a lot of nights and weekends together, <laughs> too. Uh, so. so let me ask you a little bit about the Cruz thing. Yeah. Um, when did this idea first sort of come Were you looking for some sort of side project to keep working on? Were you, no. 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 <laughs> um, it's actually, um, it's interesting. So my, I have family in California, mm-hmm. nice. um, and I'm out there a couple times a year, Um because all we have to do basically is find a cheap flight and then I can stay there. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's so many different brands out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them. So I was out there one, oh, goodness, last year. Mm. And um, I saw like a very similar idea of what I came up with. Sure. Um, and so I was like, I need to bring this back to Utica. Mm-hmm. And I, um, so I worked with um, a graphic designer to kind of create what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I actually sent it to someone, sent it to like one of those ladies on Etsy, and I was just like, can you just send me one vinyl of this logo? Mm-hmm. And um, she sent it to me, and I made it literally on my apartment floor one night, just with an old sweatshirt. Um, it was like an H&M old sweatshirt, and I put the vinyl on um, just like imprint. vinyl printing. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Final printing. Um, and I remember it was like a Friday night, and I sent it to like my all my family group message, and no one replied because it was like one o'clock in the morning. And I was bored. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. I was just bored, and so I was like, okay, well, it's not that cool because no one's replying. Um, <laughs> but the next morning, I wore it to like um, I think it was a soccer game, like one of the UCFC soccer oh, games. Oh yeah, for sure. And multiple people came up to me and asked me where I got it, and I was yeah. like, uh, I made this on my apartment floor last night. <laughs> But that's how it started. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of like how the Maiden Utica T-shirts go too. Yeah. Like we, you know, a lot of the stuff that Justin does with like the he has a wood uh, a wood imprinting kit that right. we've been doing. A lot of that stuff is just hey, why want to try this out and totally. see how it goes. 
Uh, and I've seen you guys got a lot of stuff here. You're doing t-shirts, you're doing hats, you're doing the towels and stuff. What do you yeah. think, what's been sort of the biggest response you've gotten anything so far? The t-shirts, I would imagine? So, yeah, the t-shirts and the crewnecks are really popular um, mm-hmm. because they're, I think it's the material. And, like, I mean, I'm one for quality. I'll go for mm-hmm. quality um, because I g- would grab um, something that's more comfortable than something that looked mm-hmm. cute. That's just which is me. Um, so I think that those have been really popular. Also, the baseball t-shirts. Yeah. Um, They're a nice design. I like that one a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Should have brought you one. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but my mom actually um, knew someone that was traveling. It's kind of funny story. She knew someone that was traveling um, to visit their daughter in Germany that just mm-hmm. had a baby, and she used to live here. And so my mom was like, why don't you put it on a onesie? And I was like, mm. okay. Oh, yeah. So now I started doing onesies, and um, they're a really big hit for, like, people that are going to baby showers mm-hmm. or um, people that are not from here anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are sending products. I've, I think it was, like, last time we counted, maybe, like, 15 different states and three countries, which oh, yeah. is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's always the most surprising thing to me. When it's we, insane. <laughs> like, I look at it sometimes when I look at the algorithms for the show, because I can go and, like, look right. where people are listening and stuff. I'm like, who is listening to this show in Georgia, like who? Who is this person? Yeah. Whoever you are, lone Georgia well, person. Well, someone um, texted me like randomly, and it was I was like over the moon about it. But I don't <laughs> think that they understood how excited I was that they saw one of my hats in the Singapore airport. Oh yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Well, you know what's funny? Uh, I looked this up. You know, we do this a lot for Made in Utica stuff. We've talked about all the different Uticas in the United States. Mm-hmm. There was a, initially, and this was years ago, when we had the RV, and we were talking about doing this. We were going to do a oh, tour. Oh, I've seen the RV. Yeah, we were going to do a tour of all the different Uticas, and that okay. idea never happened because that RV could barely drive. Um, but, like, that was the other thing. Like, Utica in itself, this particular Utica, New York, is the most, like, populated, biggest, largest Utica in the United mm-hmm. States. Uh, and we're a weirdly, like, famous, like, unknown city. Like they For, meant, di- for random For things. random reasons. <laughs> like, The Office and The Simpsons yeah. and, like, the Stephen King books all mentioned. Like, it's weird how many... People know where Utica, New York is, yeah. even though it's kind of a, a or like a random, the tomato pie place, the tomato yeah, pie place, like, the greens place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your next? Uh, uh, my question, I guess, is: Is it just you still, or do you have like partners in this that you're working with? Do you have? Nope, like, it's just me. Um, well, my mom. Yeah. I told her she could have any position she wanted <laughs> in the in the company as long as it says unpaid in front of it. I was like, you can be whatever you want. <laughs> um, no, it's just me. Um, which is great because I kind of can do. This whenever I want, whether it's packaging things at two in the morning or six sure. a.m., which is so nice. Well, I retweeted um, a thing from you earlier today. It was just like, "What is sleeper?" Yeah, I saw that because <laughs> literally during the holidays, I was going crazy. I mean, it was great because it was oh, yeah. busy, um, and I was making extra cash, which was nice. But oh my goodness, I was just. <laughs> I was definitely sleep sleep deprived and running on Utica Coffee Coffee like every day. Well, uh, Frank is also a good friend of the show. Frank Elias of Utica Mm -hmm. Coffee. What is your go-to Utica Coffee drink? I'm so curious. Okay, so I get the um, iced coffee with (laughs) chocolate chip cookie flavoring, but only two pumps instead of four. Of course. And then a little bit of cream. Mm. But like they know, like I don't have to, I don't say anything anymore. They just know. (laughs) And then one of my friends got it one time for me. And Mike, who's one of the baristas, he was like, is this from Oregon? <laughs> like, he didn't know that. I was like, yeah, of course. I say it all the time whenever we bring up you to coffee. Frank, send me some Southern Pecan. I'm dying for it. <laughs> I'm desperate for you to send me some Southern Pecan. Justin drinks it all when he comes here. Um, so where can people, before we get into our uh, our later stage questions here, which are less about uh, business stuff, mm-hmm. where can people go if they want to uh, go? It's utacruise.com is the website? Yep, utacruise.com. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's that's probably the best place. Um, but I'm also having um, I also have my stuff at the street corner market on Genesee mm-hmm. Street, right next to the Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm launching a new place next week. Nice. I, I'm not gonna announce that yet. That's fine. Um, so yeah, there it'll be offered in two retail locations nice. next week. Yeah. Very I'm good. Really that's excited. awesome. Uh, I would say you could promote your own social media if you want, but I don't know how comfortable you are promoting yourself in that. Yeah, Some people um, do. follow me. Um, <laughs> no, but I do. I do encourage um, people that do purchase to tag like where they've brought it, brought mm-hmm. their cruise or where they've sent it, since I have heard so many stories mm-hmm. um, of people all over. So yeah, just at Cruise on Instagram. Wonderful. Uh, all right, so I do have lightning round questions for you. We're gonna get to them in just a second, but I do have some things I need to ask you first. Okay. One is a little segment I'm starting to refer to as internet rumors and innuendo. And this is where I go through your oh Facebook God. page and find something that I think is interesting and then ask if that's still a real thing. Oh my God. Question number one. Did you at one point in time or are you currently working at American Eagle? Oh, I did. Because yeah. <laughs> oh your Facebook God. says that on there. I, I did. Like, Wait, does it still say I work there? Yes. Oh my gosh, I have to delete that. No, I haven't worked there in like two years. I worked there for seven years. Seven years. Yeah, and I loved it. I made all my best friends, but no, I do not no longer work there. Well, the reason I bring it up oh is when goodness. I was in high school. I guess school, I should change that. <laughs> when I was in high school. Well, that's why I always go through the Facebook thing, because people I never go back and change it. I'm always yeah. like, but that's like, there's no way she works in America. No, I worked there for seven years. Uh, I was there. That's a funny story. When I was in high school, I was at American Eagle for one year maybe it was before they moved from that big location in the mall to their okay. like it was their original smaller location okay uh and i, I I'm only, i've only been at the big location it was this again i'm i'm like almost 10 years older than you uh, um i remember going in there and they told me hey you know if you become a denim expert oh yeah i was a denim get, expert and i remember like what, what does that entail? They're like, watch this video. I'm like, oh, all right, now I'm an expert in denim. Yeah. I don't think I ever sold a pair of jeans to anybody. But the denim extra video is like 15 minutes. It's very, so. yeah, but now you're an expert. <laughs> no, I'm so, so I'm glad I brought that up. Good. All right. So no, you yeah. don't, no longer working at American Eagle. No. Still a denim expert out of it. Of course I'm an expert. <laughs> um, it is Academy Awards season. We talked a little bit earlier in the podcast about the Academy Award nominations. Uh, I'll just ask, and if you haven't seen any, that's fine. Any of these movies you've seen this year that you're interested in or haven't seen already going into the Academy Awards? No, I literally don't watch that. So I Don't go to movies now. I want to, no, I did just see, what's it called? Oh, gosh. It is. Who's in it? I don't know, but it was like the domestic violence one about, with Fox News. Oh, uh, Bombshell. Bombshell. Did yeah, you like I it? I saw that. I thought it was interesting. Um, I like the storyline, but I don't think that they produce it well. Yeah. Um, uh, the movie didn't get nominated, but Charlize Theron and uh, someone else, uh, Nicole Kidman, both got nominated. Okay. And then I also went to Star Wars, but I slept through the whole thing because I don't pay, I don't watch anything with Star yeah. Wars. I was just dragged. Uh, I went with my niece. No, I'm sorry. My, ni- my niece and nephew wanted to go on Christmas, and um, I did that thing where you go to a movie with a kid, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is not a good movie. But the kids are really excited about it because they're a little kid. So when the movie's over, they're like, what'd you think? I was like, it was great. And oh, I was no. Like, I, I went to, like, we went to the 9 o'clock movie. I was dragged by my friends. And I literally slept the entire time. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even pretend I wasn't. I get a lot of flack for, like, not caring much about Star Wars. I know it's no. a big deal, but I, I, it doesn't do it for I'm me. I'm not hooked on that. <laughs> and, uh, and you said you're a big travel fan. Uh, yeah. What's on your list for your next spot you'd like to visit that you haven't been to yet? So, um... 
Oh, goodness. So I'm going to California in a couple of weeks to visit my family. Where in California do you go out there, if you don't mind me asking? An hour south of LA. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. They live in Orange County, it's called. Nice. Santa Ana area. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the movie from when I was a kid. That's fine. Yep. So I'm going out there <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Um, and then in February, I'm going to Aruba with my family. Mm. And I think in May, we might try to do Europe. And my mom wants um, Ireland, but I want Switzerland. One of, my, uh, one of my very close friends actually just told me that he's going out with his girlfriend to, I think, England and Ireland and Scotland like later on this year. And he's really, really excited for it. I did England a couple years ago. It's, I love it. I love I, I love traveling and anything. That's, on my, places, so. that's on my personal bucket list. I would. I want to go to England specifically because I'm a big time uh, Liverpool soccer fan, and I uh-huh. want to go to Liverpool and see the stadium and just like stand out in front of it and take a picture. I can't. I can't help myself. Well, if you want to go, oh, you're looking just, right now. <laughs> I literally just sent this to one of my friends today. Oh goodness, it was like Mar- it was a weekend trip. It was March 27th to the 30th. You can fly for 306 out of JFK. Uh, I to have, go to London. That's impressive. I have no job currently because I'm a grad school student, so I have no money. Oh, I can take my loans out. I can just take more money. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Morgan, I want to thank you so much for coming thank and you. joining Thanks us for today. Me. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Before I let you go, it is that time for our lightning round questions. These are our same six questions we ask everybody who's ever been on the show. Uh, and we'll start with an easy one since you already sort of told us. Uh, Morgan, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Oh, yeah. Chocolate chip cookie <laughs> flavoring from ice. Or, sorry. Iced coffee from um, Utica Coffee. I get the medium with chocolate chip cookie flavoring, only two pumps, mm. and a little bit of cream. Do you do hot coffee at all? Nope. Even like on a, even in the winter? That's the one <laughs> Never. that... Never. I, I struggle with the iced coffee thing. Not that I don't like it. Um, this is like some real pretentious hipster nonsense. I like cold brew iced coffee with yeah. nothing in it, or I like hot coffee... With cream and sugar. I can't... Yeah. Something about iced coffee, I don't drink it fast enough. I don't know. I don't know what it is that I can't drink hot, but, like, I was on a streak over the summer and I would drink only black iced coffee. Uh, it dep- See, here's the thing. If you get a cold brew iced coffee black, mm-hmm. it's still pretty sweet and tasty. Yeah. If you just make, like, a regular coffee... Like, I used to take, like, my leftover coffee if I finished... Like, uh, put and it I would, in the fridge. Yeah, put it in the fridge and I'd have to... Uh, it's not the same. It's a little... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little burnt and crummy. Uh, what was your first... Automobile. Oh God. Um, her name was Betsy. Betsy. And she was a 2005 Chevy Impala. She was a good girl. She was a real good girl. <laughs> I like that you named it. I respect it. Oh, she she's a Betsy. My sisters both had her too, and she was always Betsy. Where's that car now? Is that car gone? Oh, that my sister crashed that car. Crashed it. Mm, <laughs> tough go. Rest in peace, Betsy. You may or may not have taken Betsy to see uh, this event, but what was your first live music event or concert? Um, I went to Britney Spears, and I think I mm. was seven, maybe. Wow. Britney, did, you have to uh-huh. get, did your parents have to bring you? Oh, yeah. Did they like it? I think my mom brought me, and <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. I always laugh about this. Uh, you know, sometimes when things are a little quieter at school and things are slowing down a little bit, we, um, you know, I'll show, like, a lot of kids older stuff. I'm like, oh, like, you guys are playing music. Let me show you some stuff. And I remember putting it on, like, a, it was a collection of, like, 90s and early 2000s, like, music videos, like, all the MTV, TRL yeah. stuff. And I was watching, and and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching, and I'm just like, this is filthy. All of this stuff is so dirty. I couldn't watch. I was like, oh, my God. I'm just getting old. I have no sympathy for this anymore. Uh, Here's a tough question for you. When you wake up, oh, sorry. Uh, If you could have dinner with any person, living or dead, who is not your relative, Mm -hmm. who would it be, and why? Um, I would pick, um, oh, goodness. I don't know. 
I think I would pick, I know this is so cliche, but, and I'm like a designer freak, but <laughs> I love um, Tori Birch because Tori Birch. she is, well, she's um, an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. she's obviously like sells expensive bags and products or yeah, whatever, yeah. but she actually has a program. She has a foundation and she has a program oh. that she supports um, women that want to be entrepreneurs or start a small oh, business. Awesome. So it kind of fits into what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, I just follow her, and I think, hmm. I don't know, she's awesome. So See, that shows how little I know about that. I'm like, is this an active designer? I'm like, I don't know anything No, about she's it. just like, you know, it's like <laughs> one of those designer um, ladies, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I love her and her foundation, so it's cool. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. One book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Um, I don't, I don't read. So. Don't read or not, fine. I mean, a I'm lot of so folks bad. don't. Um, it can be one of any of them, it doesn't no, have to be all of them. I actually, I, I've never watched The Bachelor, but I did watch the mm. first, I watched the mm-hmm. first season yesterday, like the first episode, <laughs> and the second episode, like season, whatever, is on tonight, whatever episode two yeah, yeah. of this, this season or whatever is on tonight and I think I'm hooked which is horrible but my sister was like do you want to come over and watch it and I was like actually I think I might like um, it's so dramatic but I love it you know what's a good one too I don't know if it's still on anymore uh, we watch a lot of uh, this is going to sound stupid we watch a lot of professional wrestling around here yeah. we used to watch it on Monday nights and Tuesday nights one because it's on after the podcast so mm-hmm. it's usually on when we're hanging editing right the show yeah. hanging around and then Tuesdays used to be the backup to it so on Tuesdays at the end of wrestling on channel whatever it was USA whatever it was, it would immediately go to uh, a show called Temptation Island, uh-huh. and after a few weeks, we started being like, "Is wrestling over? It's time for Temptation Island." Temptation- like it was just me and Justin, and like, I can't believe we're addicted to this show. It's really bad. It's one of the cheesiest, worst, tackiest television shows I've ever seen. Definitely worth watching. Check out at least one episode of Temptation Island. Uh, and Morgan, besides um, besides reality television show, besides the work you do for the Community <laughs> Foundation, besides uh, what you've been doing with Uta Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, last but not least, give me one other thing that you personally are passionate about. Passionate about? Oh goodness! Um, oh, goodness! Uh, Put you on the spot always. I right know this end. is really a tough one. <laughs> what am I passionate about? Um, clearly not a lot. <laughs> well, you got the travel. No, I do. I do love spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents aren't together anymore, so mm. it's it's nice to when we can get together, whether it's holidays or just like mm. setting up a time to get together. And obviously, being out in California, yeah. going out there. Um, so probably just spending time with family. Uh, Morgan, uh, thank you so much for taking time today. I know I don't want to hold you up from going to enjoy sushi, uh, sushi <laughs> but thank you so much for thank taking you. the time. We really appreciate it. Best of Thanks luck with you to cruise. And again, I thank you. It. And thank you for everything you guys do for Community Foundation, everything you've been doing. We really appreciate you. I should have had you on earlier. Congratulations yeah. for your award you got last year. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. You too. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment.
right. And again, thank you once again to uh, Morgan. We had a great time chatting it up. Uh, are you guys ready for history lessons? Because Angela, look at this sheet that Angela printed Where me she out. Highlights look, more than he does. No, no, I did the highlight. Uh, look at that stack, though. Oh my gosh, like ten pages. <laughs> Don't worry, the font 25. is uh, is very big. Uh, so she did this as it's part of my. Yeah, she's great. She did this part of my birthday present. It was. Uh, Tell the people what it is, because they can't see. Yeah. It. So what it is is it's uh, it's called the People's History, and it's all the important news, events, key technology, and popular culture from the year I was born, Aww. 1986. So I mean. I'm not going to do through all this. There's it's a lot. so nice But there was some really cool stuff, I thought, looking back at, uh, at time here. Do you know that in 1986, the average cost of a new home was $89,000? I believe it. I don't know what it is now for the average. I'm sure yeah, it's much higher than higher. that. Like over 200000 maybe? <laughs> uh, average income per year was $22,000 a year. Same. Same. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. And thus the problem. <laughs> uh, average monthly rent was $385. Higher. Yeah, much higher. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the average price for a new car was? Lower. Eight thousand. <laughs> About $9,200. Okay. Uh, a gallon of gas cost 89 cents. Jesus. Uh, I thought this was cool. A Casio portable television back then cost you 250 bucks, which is less than I paid for my nice, awesome TV in my room now. So somehow those got cheaper over yes, the years. Because if you give the people access to cheap consumer electronics, they will shut up and not bitch about the fact that those wages have not gone up. <laughs> That's a great point. Well, the cost of living has gone sky high. Uh, but a, we give you cheap TVs and bread and circuses and the people are happy. It's a great point. Uh, Organize. A Tandy, 600, <laughs> Tandy 600 portable computer cost $1,600. And did almost yeah. nothing. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were watching, I think we were watching an episode of Double Dare or something on TV. We were talking about game shows last week. And one of the prizes for it was like a computer word document. It was like it was a word process. It was a word process. It was like that's your. It was a typewriter with a with a Casio portable that. TV. I, know, I remember. Uh, you well, could, of course you remember. <laughs> oh, you could. Ouch. You got uh, a great memory. Okay, yeah, that's you nice. Could, uh, <laughs> You're not old. You could tie. You could buy a brand new. Ford Mustang for seven thousand four hundred and fifty-two dollars. Wow, I mean, I could buy a car tomorrow. That's why everyone had dope cars back then. My dad's yeah. like, oh, I had a Pontiac Spitfire, super cheap. No, everyone had Mustangs then. Uh, muscle cars. I'm trying to get a Mustang for seven thousand dollars now. Yeah, New Mustang. Uh, you can't get a month's worth of like insulin for seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Organize. Uh, oh, make sure you're registered. Couple other things uh, happened in 1986. The Oprah Winfrey Show debuted nationally in September 1986. Soon became the highest-rated talk show in the U.S. Aired for 25 seasons, winning over 45 daytime Emmy awards. She became an influential figure in pop culture and now is ranked one of the most wealthy and powerful people in the country. They made 4,500 episodes before it ended. We will not get to 4,500 episodes. Never know. You never know. I but we I should. Know. Let's do it. We'll start going daily. That's uh, the problem. We're not going daily. Oh, my God. Daily. God. Daily. Do you cast. think about the stress in my life? How much, you? how much you would you would stress yourself out unnecessarily and falsely? Yes. Oh, my God. It'd be insane. You would put so much pressure. Me and Heather would just be just chatting at the microphone. <laughs> uh, the Soviet Union launched the core unit of the Mir space station into Earth's orbit in February of 1986. <laughs> Uh, Mir Space Station is the largest space station ever created at that point in time. Uh, in between 87 and 1996, five modules were added to expand it. Uh, it was brought back to Earth in 2001. Mm. And it says it's a controlled re-entry, which is probably a fascinating thing to watch. This controlled mm. re-entry of a space station mm -hmm. back onto the planet. Probably means a fancy crash into the water, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably crash. mean nature and the atmosphere have the control. <laughs> Good luck. 
Uh, the very they don't first... say controlled by whom. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, the very first case of mad cow disease. Oh, is I forgot all One of the that. scariest diseases ever. Crudesville, Jacob disease. Any kind of prion disease. Do not read about it because they are horrifying. I don't want to know. You cannot stop them. They're everywhere. Nope. Yep. Symptoms... You should not ever read about prions. No, no, I know. I can't hear. Uh, Symptoms include ear. progressive deterioration yeah. of behavior and neurological functions, increase in aggression, unsteady gait, leading to death. Uh, millions of cattle were culled to stop the epidemic, uh, ending around 1998 in the UK, which is very scary. Genuinely, if I would eat meat forever when that happens. If you like to read about scary, uh, you don't even have to eat the meat. Mm. If you want to read about scary things that can happen to a body, read about prions. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, so here's a little uh, bad radio here. Uh, there's a picture on right here from 1986 of some of the top women's fashion. You got some, uh, yep. you got some really big shoulders, yeah, really shoulder popular pad, in here. A lot of shoulder pads. Shoulder yeah, a lot, pads. Of, a lot of blazers and yeah. skirts. You're in a you're in a business type setting now. You wear a blazer and skirt to work. If I go to a, a meeting. <laughs> uh, blo- a lot of pantsuits looking here. A lot of blouses and pantsuits. Something. Uh, also, what is a scrunched boot? Ladies, reach out to me about this scrunched boot. Oh, it's a you could you could push it down. It like seems... a scrunchy, like a scrunchy. Yeah, they're kind of cool yeah, now. Yeah, they be, yeah, they're kind of out now. They definitely do. Yeah. I'd wear it now. Surprised you didn't have some scrunch boots. <laughs> Sam, not Heather. <laughs> uh, some of the men's fashion here is pretty straightforward. Just two piece suit, ninety bucks. Good yeah. deal on this two piece suit, by the way. Yeah. Uh, suede jacket. There's <laughs> suede. Suede jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, and a money holder belt, which is a thing people had apparently in the yeah, 80s. Let's put your money in your belt. How about put it in your pocket? They upgraded their fanny pack. Let's <laughs> put it in your pocket, not on your belt. Some of the most popular toys from 1986. You could buy a Nintendo Entertainment System for the low, low price of $90. Nice. What a deal. Uh, you could buy a My Buddy or a Kid oh, Sister. I loved Kid Sister. Which my mom added an addendum to, which said, you had this I when you were a child. Totally. It says, you had My Buddy, yeah. exclamation point. Yeah, totally <laughs> is what it actually says on the page. <laughs> uh, there's also the Gem Star Stage, oh, which you can get that. for 50 bucks if you're a big that. fan of Gem. You can get a Thundercats costume mm-hmm. for $12 at that time. Uh, or if you're Justin Parkinson, you could get the Chuck Norris action figures, which were wow. going for $13 a pop at the time. What a steal, Justin yells. Uh, the U.S. banned smoking in all public transport in 1986. You know, it's funny. I'm just old enough to remember when you could, like, smoke in restaurants sure, or in yeah, movie for theaters. Sure, for sure. But I can't imagine what it was the like. Subway. To, a train and a subway and an airplane. Smoking on an airplane? How wild that is today. Isn't that, like, dangerous, by the I way? Know, I, I've seen no. movies where people are smoking, like, on an airplane. I feel like that's no good. You don't Gross. want to be in the airplane for that. Uh, Mike Tyson became the youngest heavyweight champion in 1986. Uh, Loch Ness Monster. Oh, here you go. The first survey of is carried out of Loch Ness, hoping to find proof that Nessie exists. Uh, what do you think they found? Nothing. Naughty. They'll but never tell you. It was always great to, like, you were, as a kid, that was exciting because you wanted I to believe it was real. I love the monsters and stuff when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then in 1986, of course, Argentina won the 1986 World Cup for all you soccer fans great. out there. Wow. Uh, and they also harbored Nazis after World War Two. Yes, they did. <laughs> Still do to this day. Uh, popular culture, 1986, most popular films of the year. Here's just some of the hits. Top Gun. Okay. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Platoon. Mm-hmm. The Karate Kid yep. Part Two. Oh. Uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Aliens, which I... Yes. Man, what a great movie. Great. Uh, something called Ruthless People. Is that yes, a film? I, I know, know that, that one. one. It was with Bette Midler. Bette Midler? Yeah. Mm. I know every movie uh, you made. The Color of Money. That was good. Mm-hmm. And of course, the classic Tom Hanks flick, The Money Pit. Nice. Classic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the most popular musicians of the year Billy Joel, Robert Palmer, Lionel Richie, Van Halen. What a lineup. 
The Police, Debbie Harry. Ooh, Simply Red. Remember Simply Red? Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. no, I'm thinking of UB40. They sang Red Red Wine. Who's Simply oh, I Red? Hate that song. I that song Simply sucks. Red, Red Red Wine. That song sucks Simply really bad. I that when I was young. Oh, it's such a bad song. Oh, Hit me up if you know who Simply Red's song was. I'm gonna have to look that up now. Uh, Whitney Houston released The Greatest Love of All, one of the great hits. The Pretenders. Genesis was hot at the yes. time. Uh, the who's Chris DeBerg? No idea. Is that a person? It I mean, is Chris, no. They're on the list. I'm sure it's a person. Uh, Madonna put out her track, Papa Don't Preach. Oh, yeah. Uh, Prince was big, Culture Club, Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys no feel idea. like they're later than that. I don't know. Here they are. Uh, and then, of course, most popular TV programs, Magnum P.I., Dynasty, Falcon Crest, great name, Hill Street Blues, Cagney and Lacey, Cheers, Fame, Family Ties, The A-Team, Murder, She Wrote, Cosby Show. Shout out to Murder, great. She Wrote. That was, oh, Murder, Shout out to Murder, She Wrote. Jessica Fletcher. Oh, yeah. You already know. I knew that was the end of cartoons for the day when, when Murder, She Wrote came out. It was like the changeover show yeah. between Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> and adult time. Uh, uh, and, of course, the Twilight Zone reboot, which was not so good. As is tradition. As is tradition. Not very good. The most famous people born in that year were Amelia Clark, Lady Gaga, Usain Bolt, all of whom the same age as me, all of whom have accomplished significantly more. So, good for you guys. Mm. We're uh, happy. And that's it. That's all, that's all I got for... For history lessons, for was that better or worse for you guys than the than the the random well, history lesson? Go back lesson? and forth. Go back and forth. It always yeah. depends on the specific yeah. content of the lesson and the conversation point you're trying to lead the lesson to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there were there were things we could have expounded upon there yeah. and talked about. There were things that we could have done without. Um, <laughs> so it's always you know it's hit or miss. Uh, that one was tough. I was afraid there was too much content. I didn't want to spend like 20 minutes breaking down that whole thing. I would rather have you go through and do 30 different topics, quick hits, than read to me off a page on yeah. like one subject from the yeah. 1400s. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's, uh, can we talk very quickly about, well, I guess I should ask Heather this first. Heather, have you been paying attention to the Jeopardy greatest of all time tournament that's been going on? And you both are staring at me. Um, no, I am not. I, I mean, I saw the, I saw the three guys that are on there, but I've, yeah, not, yeah. I've not watched it, no. Uh, apparently, this has been a massive, massive rating success. Of course. For ABC. I, I don't know why I'm surprised it felt Neither like it I. was going to be big. It's averaging 3 million plus more viewers than any other non-sports program. Yeah. On the, and it's actually beating some sports programs. Yeah. It's... It is captivating television. I'm like, I was oh. disappointed when I got home on Friday. They were like, what are you going to do for your birthday? I'm like, I'm going to watch Jeopardy. They're like, it's not on tonight. I'm like, no, why? But all three of those guys have quite unique personalities to watch. And so like they're stories, interesting, and you don't know what they're going to act like or what's going to happen. It makes you realize, as a guy who always, I'm always interested to watch Jeopardy. I like watching Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I, just like everybody else, I like to see how many questions I can answer and all that kind of thing. Um... But it really goes to show you how much of a better show it is when these guys have narrative mm-hmm. yeah, built up, and like sure. when they're out there, like you know, they talking trash, but having friendly rivalries, and like you can get invested in the characters. Yeah, it's almost like pro wrestling in a way. You know what I mean? Like you can get invested, and like, oh wow, like this guy's out here being like this. Uh, the first three episodes of the show, uh, by the way, Ken Jennings is up two to one to zero on uh, James and Brad, uh, mm-hmm. respectively. Uh, the three episodes rank second, third, and fourth among all entertainment programs this season so far. The only thing that beat it was the Golden Globes. That was 18 million people. Um, it has a. It has outdrawn the first four games of the uh, of the last year's NBA Finals, the first five games of the last year's World Series, uh, and all but one of ESPN's 17 Monday Night Football telecasts and all the Thursday Night Football. That's games. because Jeopardy appeals to wider audiences than mm-hmm. every single one of those things you just named. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Jeopardy is for, like, Heather, do you watch football? No. Heather, do you mm-hmm. like Jeopardy? 
I would watch that. See what I mean? Like, <laughs> a lot uh, of people. So, and what's a shame about it, I'm really enjoying it, is they can never really do this again. It's all never. like, mm-hmm. it's been so long to build this up to get here. You'd have to wait like another 20 years to do it. Another yeah. 10 years, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Well, um, it also helps that, you know, everybody's aware that Alex Trebek is, you know, getting towards the end of his mm-hmm. role as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's a big part of it. I love that he's become such like a, a like people love him in a way that they, people yeah. always loved him, but, but they like, really came out for him. Well, it's like, it. it's a bit of a, it's a bit of like a Mr. Holland's Opus vibe, kind mm-hmm. of. Like to yeah, make that's a, a great yeah. point, a actually. super topical reference. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like. You know, everybody always loved Trebek, but, like, when it starts to come around, everybody pauses, you know, just like they do, you know, when when you're getting ready to, you know, lose one capacity or another. A lot of people, you stop and you pause, you're like, damn, I've really enjoyed having this person. This person's been a constant. I mean, Alex Trebek's been on TV every single night since I I was born. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember watching Alex Trebek when I was four with my grandparents, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just recently went back to... That's wild. I was back watching, like, old SNL clips like Celebrity Jeopardy, and it's funny, even he shows up for an episode of Celebrity Jeopardy to stand (laughs) next to Will Ferrell and do the Trebek thing, and he got a huge ovation! The crowd was wild for Trebek! he's a likable person, Mm -hmm. though. Yeah, you know what? It's true because I I sometimes watch Wheel of Fortune before we watch Jeopardy. Sajak sucks. Sajak is the worst. I mean, do you remember when he shaved off his mustache? It was a big deal when he shaved off the mustache. It's always been. Uh, He claims that he is not. uh, He's in no rush to leave the show. He said openly that he doesn't see any thirty-second goodbye moments coming up in the future. Uh, Although a lot of people are already booking uh, Ken Jennings to be the replacement for him if he wanted to, it seems like it would make the most sense. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. He's gone out and claimed himself that he would like to have a woman take over and she have to be bright and also have a good sense of humor saying that he would pick Betty White to be his choice, although I think that's a Betty joke. White's uh, a I think that's his, he's a joke. A, yeah, a.k.a. Ken Jennings hired a PR yeah. firm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Ken Jennings hired a publicist is what that, that whole sentence means. Uh, I'll say this. A lot of people I know I've talked to about this on Twitter and in real life are rooting for Ken. Ken seems to be the unanimous favorite. I'm rooting for my man James Holshauser uh, because I like his gambler mentality. I like his, he's always looking for an edge. He's got that professional gambler vibe that I appreciate. I'm, I'm now, I'm into Brad's underdog vibes. <laughs> yeah, Brad. I want him to come from behind the thrashing. I want him to come from, I want him to literally be down. Like, I want it to be two to two to none and have him come back and dunk three straight three straight games. That's what I'm looking for. That's what's going to happen. No, no chance. He's going to get murdered. No, no chance He's gonna at all. He's going to get out. Ken Jennings is going to win the next night they're on, probably. But. Uh, so, a couple other weird stories that I don't know whether we'll talk too much about them or not. Did you guys see this week that Justin Bieber has revealed that he is battling yeah. Lyme disease? Yo, it's good. Pretty wild. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm sorry. Wait. No. Not good because he has it. Not, you're right, of course. That's not what I mean. Heather, go ahead. It's good that someone famous is coming For out sure. and talking yeah. about something that's mm. so serious right and now. And Lyme disease is becoming a bigger and bigger problem, you know, and as ticks um, expand their habitat mm-hmm. or around more and around for longer seasons, and tick season gets worse yeah. and worse, and, you know, any pet owner will tell you, anybody who's an outdoors person, mm-hmm. Heather, I'm sure you definitely will tell you that ticks year. are wild, and mm-hmm. Lyme disease is no joke. Yeah. Well, Lyme disease is an autoimmune disorder, I believe, that it affects people... For the rest of their lives. Yeah. There's no there's, cure, there's no nothing, yeah. chronically, like... Yeah. So it's good that yeah. there's a famous person to bring some notoriety to the cause. I have no general opinion about Justin Bieber as a human being personality at all. I don't like him or dislike him. I don't. Mm-hmm. I know he's a famous celebrity, okay, but, I, yeah. but I thought his response was actually pretty, pretty good. He, I didn't read what he said. Uh, I he saw wrote, the headline. Well, he wrote, while a lot of people keep saying Justin Bieber looks like he's on meth, what they failed to realize is I'd recently been diagnosed with Lyme disease... 
Not only that, but I also have a serious case of chronic mono, which affected my skin, brain function, energy, and overall health. He is expanding this into an upcoming documentary series on YouTube for people to sort of see him go through the process, right? Whether you like him or not doesn't really sort of relevant. Again, I think the point is well made. Someone who is well known and, you know, very visible gives you something to latch on to if you're someone who has, you know, similar issues well, or concerns. Well, and furthermore, it's somebody who can bring more uh, prestige to the cause, much much like the way, like, with uh, Michael J. Fox and Parkinson's. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, yeah. or any similar any similar kind of thing that goes with that, you know, anything that can make people more conscious of it mm-hmm. and raise a little more money for funding and for research and hopefully, you mm-hmm. know, find a way to fix or cure or treat or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the silver lining, the net positive, the whatever you want to call it, but, yeah. you know, sucks for this guy because, you know, he will quickly learn, you know, this guy's got so much money and yeah. he's going to keep making mm. so much money but like at the end of the day mm. if you don't have your health you have nothing uh, roughly 300,000 Americans are diagnosed with Lyme disease every year according to the uh, CDCP uh, and again as we said as the tick thing sort of expands I bet you that number's going up as opposed to going down it's for sure going so, up so yeah it's weird you know it's stay weird. inside stay. <laughs> I know I feel like I have to I'm like petrified uh. Earlier this week, a 17-year-old boy discovered a planet 6.9 times larger than Earth on his third day of his internship with NASA. How (laughs) great is that? Also, 17-year-old getting an internship with NASA. Good for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's fine. I'm going to look up some... uh, No, because you should go. (laughs) I know uh, where I'm going, so I'll tell you that you should go. (laughs) Uh, NASA announced the news upset this week, also confirming the teenager's work submitting a paper uh, that co-authored the scientific review and announced the discovery of the new planet, now called TOI-1338B. Could you guys not come up with a better name? I don't know. I think so. Earth 2 something? I I don't know. (laughs) Earth part duh. Earth, Earth part duh. Is that the one that they said looks like Earth? Or there's one, is that another one that they just discussed? Uh, I mean, okay, oh, on. no. I, there is some, I don't know the name of it. There is some, they did say earlier last year yeah, sometime, okay. there is a planet that they found that's the closest thing possible. Recently. I think it was a moon of some yeah, other planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff. What was your take on this, Kev? Um, I was just going to say that if it wasn't before, this better become a paid internship. NASA's got <laughs> yes. the money, pay your interns. <laughs> Uh, that's all. Like this kid, good for him, dude. Seventeen years old. This kid seems like I hope he's got a bright future ahead of him. That's I couldn't imagine being a seventeen-year-old. It's like Elijah Wood in the movie Deep Impact. I mean, he seems. <laughs> this kid's like a huge Star Wars fan, from what they told. So he's really in all. I he's bet like, he's like. I, well, he's like I discovered a planet. It has two suns which orbit around it. So it's Tatooine from Star Wars, <laughs> right? Like it's so awesome. Good for you, kid. Uh, what were you doing when you were seventeen? Not discovering planets. Wow. Uh, Doing a lot of discovery, but very not, little, not a lot of planets. And last but not least, on the old man report, the also this week the Bonnaroo 2020 lineup was announced. Uh, I went to Bonnaroo eight years ago in 2012, and kind of said that you know I don't. I think I'm at a point where I don't pay enough attention to like new music or hot music, where a lineup would draw me back to uh, a festival like this. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like a three-day outdoor festival where I'm sleeping in a tent, I'd really have to love the, mm-hmm. the bands. It's, it's I mean, a, well, yeah, if you, especially if you were sleeping in a tent and it was like hot. Yeah. Well, that's how Bonnaroo works. A lot of festivals besides Bonnaroo. Right, right. Uh, some of the big hitters on this festival, though, Lizzo, okay. Tame Impala, Tool, Miley Cyrus, Run the Jewels, Tenacious D, for people who does that for, uh, Vampire Weekend, 
lot of heavy hitters on this lineup. I actually was like, a lot of heavy hitters below line two as well. Actually, I saw that lineup because after I saw the Coachella. The Coachella lineup really made me feel old. I looked at it, oh. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, my God, I really don't know what a lot of this is. And even most of the stuff I do know what it is, I only know the name. But then I looked at the Bonnaroo lineup, I'm like, I'm not dead yet. Uh, yeah, th- I'm not saying I want to go to Bonnaroo again. It's very expensive, and it's hot in Tennessee out in the summertime. Far away, it's yeah, very yeah. far away. But I will say, I was like, this looks like an all right show. I'm I telling would- you, I'm telling you, Lollapalooza is the jam. You're right mm-hmm. in the center, Grant Park in the center of Chicago. You take the train in, you mm-hmm. walk to your hotel afterwards, you That's take a shower, nice. you, get, like you go that. to a bar. It's yeah. not that serious, yeah. I'm, I don't know about three-day tent at a no. festival. No. Uh, oh, well, like, wait. I also would if people were. If we were all... Now, That's okay. Area, yeah. If it were closer. I'm not going to so, Tennessee for it. Here's the thing. When I went to Bonner in 2012, you know, you could do the option where you buy the ticket and you get a spot for your car and there's like, you can set up tents or whatever you want to do in your little location. If you have money and you want to spend the money, you can pay a lot more money and get like a furnished RV that you stay in. So if you're out here spending money, if you got cash, that's something a little different, that's, right? So that's that's the next thing I'll be a little bit older. You, know, a little, <laughs> yeah. you got some money to spend now. Yeah. How much is my time and comfort worth? A lot, <laughs> right? Uh, all right. Oh wait, the baby's on this. No, I definitely have to go. That's my son. You don't know about the baby? Oh, he's on SNL. He's oh, yeah. Rough. Oh. Uh, all right. Let's do one. Uh, let's do one. It's bit. Not rough. Just Oh, it, good, it's not I got, great. Rap. I, I didn't like it. Uh, give me one. It's supposed to. It's not for you. It's a great point. Uh, all right, one bit from other blogs here before we leave. Uh, are birthday cards or gift cards? Uh, not gift cards, but actual open them up, buy them Hallmark cards. The biggest waste of money, or is it wrapping paper? Which of the two is the more needless uh, addition? Cards. Cards are tough. Well, it depends, though. Mm. Cards are unreasonably expensive, I feel like. Mm. Like, it drives me nuts when I have to pay four fifty for a card that says very little on it. Yeah. I think it's... Oh, go ahead. No, but the general consensus is I'm not going to make somebody a card, because then it looks like you, no, no one accepts <laughs> that. Like, here, I folded you something in half and drew a picture on it. I'm sure that's nicer. I feel like the tough thing is if you make somebody a card is now they're like, well, I gotta keep this thing. Now I gotta put this somewhere. I gotta get a shoebox. I gotta put this in my sock drawer. Do you not keep birthday cards and stuff? You can't. No. No, I throw most of them. Really? No. I mean, I've kept some. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep if somebody writes me a really nice message in a birthday card, like as opposed Mm. to like, hey, appreciate your friendship, happy birthday. We're gonna throw that card out. But like, somebody writes the whole inside of a card to me, I keep those. I would find, the wrapping paper is probably more of a sunk cost. Like, it seems like you're, I'm going to spend money to wrap something that's immediately going to get thrown away we, and ripped up. We talked about this around Christmas, but I, and I'll say it again. I remember my Aunt Margaret and Uncle John, who had six kids, uh, every year for Christmas, they would use all the comics. They would save up the comics from the mm-hmm. newspaper. They would wrap all the presents in those. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was still, like, colorful and fun. You know, they just yeah. tuck away the comics in the top hall, like, hallway closet all year. Mm-hmm. They would use those so you're not spending the money on wrapping paper. Because wrapping paper is a bit of a scam, right? It feels like it is. Like, I had that happen to me. I got you a book for your birthday. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, should I wrap this? I'm like, what are we what am no, I what are we doing here? Wait. You know, so I can wrap mm-hmm. it so I can sit there and look at you when you unwrap <laughs> it? No, I just gave you the Barnes & Noble bag. I'm like, hey. That's what I, I want to like, well, do. Maybe for, like, little kids. Kids, it's good. Uh, right? Kids, it's a whole different sure. ball. A whole different game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or if it's specifically Christmas. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Because I'm not just going to like stack somebody's merchandise under the tree and be like, behold. <laughs> <laughs> Your potential on a card is higher. Like the chance you get a card that's nice, that's really, oh, this is a really sweet card. I appreciate it. Wrapping paper has no ceiling. It is what it is outside of like, oh, that's nice wrapping paper. That's the best you get. That's your best scenario. So I would say wrapping paper feels like a bigger 
needless like money bigger scam than a card. Bigger scam than a card. I a would card say. at least you can express sentiment. Yeah, there's there's a there's, you know there I mean? is higher upside. The ceiling on a card much higher. For sure. Yeah. All right, I think that's uh, I think that's all we have for the show today. Uh, again, I'm trying to keep these shows a little tighter, more condensed. Uh, so thank you guys for being here. It's nice to have a full show again after the last <laughs> few weeks and have you guys back in the room together. Uh, you can follow Heather at HeatherWaz1. You can follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Or you can follow me at SFDoom. Or, or you can just follow the show at Uticast. We are on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts. We are taking over the web. Uh, Sayonara, humanoids. Keep it tight. Uh, a very, very special Woodstock lives. Uh, that's it, folks. The tape machines are rolling. We are desperately desperately out of time well not really uh we will see we will see too afraid for the music club where me and heather will be back <laughs> we will see you next week on another episode of the uticast uh thanks everybody it's been a great time